Hey sis, welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes, Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host and sister in Christ, Tarikaya Allen Butler. This is a podcast for millennial moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Tap in each week for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast, where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right. So hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode. Um, I'm happy to have you all here. Shout out to our returning listeners. I appreciate you. And welcome to our new listeners. So happy to have you here. All right. So I'm excited for today's conversation. Um, The title of this episode is Survival Tips for Toddler Moms. Okay. And if you are a toddler mom or have been a toddler mom at some point in your motherhood journey, then you understand why these are survival tips. (laughs) Because, baby, that toddler stage is like, a wilderness season for the toddlers and for the mama and the dad too. Whoever's involved, it's like a wilderness season. So we're going to do a quick Erica Badu check. All right. Tyler moms, y'all all right? Y'all doing okay? (laughs) You're here. You're listening to this podcast. So you have survived yet another day as a toddler mom. (laughs) Okay. Um, So with this episode, um, we're going to start off with talking about some developmental milestones in regards to toddlers. So the age range for a toddler is a one-year-old to a three-year-old. And we all know that famous title or that famous saying of terrible twos, right? There's something about that one to three, two-year-old stage that is just like, your, your head is spinning. It's just like, what is going on? with this person (laughs) in my house, like what happened to that little baby um, that was crying? This is like a little baby 
grown up into this little person that's just all over the place. So um, the developmental milestones that I'll talk about today, I feel like they're important to know because a lot of times we're getting discouraged by our toddler's behavior because we have unrealistic expectations for them, okay? There are certain things that we expect from our toddlers that are just simply not developmentally appropriate. Um, And also, you know, as I've shared with you all before, for those who don't know, I do teach um, speech therapy and a great um, age group that I serve are, you know, that toddler range, that two to three year old group who may not be saying those one or two words and phrases. So I see a lot of this um, in my everyday work of working with this age group. Um, So like I said, there's just some things that I feel like once we talk about today will help um, with those unrealistic expectations for our toddlers and help bring you some peace of mind, okay? So um, like I said, the age range for a toddler is one to three years old. And um, I got these developmental milestones from the CDC website. And all that stands for is Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So on here, they have a list of literally from birth to whatever age, um, I think like birth to 12, about certain milestones and developments that we should see um, in our children. And I'll have the link to their article below. Um, So developmental milestones are things that most children can do by a certain age. Children reach milestones in how they play, learn, speak, behave, and how they move. So certain things like crawling, jumping, or walking, those will be considered developmental milestones, um, in this case for that toddler age group. So during the second year, I'm going to focus on the two-year-olds, but a lot of this overlaps. During the second year, toddlers are moving around a lot more. Okay, they learn to walk at one, but by two, they've got walking down pat um, if they are, you know, developmentally appropriate. They are aware of themselves and their surroundings. So they're no longer this little newborn baby just sitting and laying around the house like a little blob. Like they're actually aware, like I am a person and there are other people here around me. They have an increased desire to explore objects and people. So this is when you'll start to see them picking things up and putting it in their mouth. That is a way of them exploring and learning about different objects. Um, In regards to people, that's when they start recognizing familiar faces um, and you'll see them react to certain people that they recognize or who they're familiar with. They start to gain a sense of independence. (laughs) Nobody is more independent than a two-year-old excuse me, especially when you are trying to help them do something like put their shoes on or put their coat on. They feel like, excuse me, guys, they feel like they are independent. They got this. They know how to do it. They don't need nobody's help. And now here you are five to 10 minutes later watching them struggle, watching them throw a tantrum. And all you want to do is help. But they feel this strong sense of independence that they can do it on their own. We'll get into that a little later um, in our notes. They start to have defiant behavior, telling you no. As a speech therapist, when working with children um, who have a delay in speech, almost never do they have a problem saying the word no. If they can't say anything else, they can tell you no, okay? So we see a lot of that defiant behavior at this age group. 
Um, they could start to recognize themselves in pictures and in the mirror. So I know um, with my two-year-old, if he sees himself in the mirror, he'll say baby, baby, or um, Jair. He can say his name. <clears throat> Whenever he sees like pictures of him as a baby, he's starting to recognize himself in that. So that's cool to notice. They start to imitate behaviors of others, especially adults and other children. I definitely see that in my two-year-old. Um, my six-year-old daughter has this saying now, like if she asks to do something, say, mommy, can I paint my nails? And I'll say, no, not right now. She'll have this thing where she'll say, when? Like that. So I've noticed that my two-year-old has been doing it too. He'll ask for a snack or something. I'm like, no, baby J, not right now. And then he'll go, when? And I'm like, oh my gosh, she literally picked that up from my daughter and he's doing it in his conversation now. So they imitate certain behaviors. Um, they start to recognize the name of familiar people, people and objects. Um, they start to form those simple phrases and sentences, want juice, more juice, all done, little phrases like that. And they should be able to follow simple instructions and directions, like get your shoes, um, put your toy away, little simple directions like that, that should be able to follow. Um, now, I have been a toddler mom three times around, okay? And I have had a different experience with each of my children in their toddler phase. So with my oldest son, um, when he was a toddler, I was about 19 to 20 years old during this stage. So if y'all have listened to me for any time, y'all know that I was still in my ratchet um, moments during this age group. Definitely had a low level of patience. Definitely didn't have a lot of the knowledge that I do now in regards to toddlers and what's developmentally appropriate. Um, I also had a whole bunch of help from my mom and my stepdad during this stage. So again, I was a teen mom, so I was living with my parents at that time. So in that toddler stage, I had a lot of help from them. So I'll get further into that with my next point. But I feel like as far as like discipline and taking care of him and things like that, it wasn't really a struggle for me because I had so much hands-on help um, with him at that stage. Um, I was gone a lot, so I wasn't even really with him throughout the day because I was at work and school. So if any of you have listened to any of my past episodes, that's when I worked at Walmart around this time and was going to school. So I would have like school in the morning, <clears throat> then get off. Excuse me, y'all. I'm just getting over a cold. <clears throat> so my throat is trying to clear out. Um, but yeah, so I would go to work in the morning, then I would get off work and have like, excuse me, I would go to school in the morning, <laughs> get out of school and go to work and have these like one to 10 shifts, two to 11 shifts. And by the time I came home, it was time for bath and bed. So I didn't really interact with him that much like throughout the day, especially throughout the week. Um, but I will say overall with my oldest son, he was pretty mellow and easygoing um, as a toddler. Um, one example of this is that he was able to sleep in his own bed from the age of two years old with no problems. So two years old, he was in his own room, in his own bed. He would walk back there and go to sleep and lay down with no problem at all. Very easygoing. Um, whenever we went out to eat, he did well at restaurants. He would sit in his high chair. He would eat his food. He was compliant. 
Um, and I will say out of all three of my children, he was the most reserved and stayed close to me. Um, so he didn't really interact with strangers or he's not really talkative and that social butterfly that you might see. Um, he was very reserved and stayed close to me. So I will say with my oldest, you know, I would rate our toddler experience an eight out of 10. Like it, it wasn't that bad. Okay. Now my second child, which was my daughter, <clears throat> I was 26 to 27 years old during her toddler stage. So, you know, I wasn't as childish as when I was a teen mom. I did mature a little bit, but I still had some some ways that I need to learn about myself. So with her, I could not depend on my mom and stepdad during this stage because by then, <clears throat> by this time I had moved out, I was in my own apartment. So it was a true reality check of parenting for me during this time. Um, my second child was more active and talkative. She definitely cried a lot more. Um, and she was kind of hard to console crying. She was not like a self-soothing crier where it's like, oh, just let her cry it out. No, sis was going to cry. Okay. We're 30, 45 minutes in and sis is still crying about something that happened 30, 45 minutes ago. So she was hard to soothe and mellow down. <clears throat> she was definitely a busybody at Alden's. Um, she did not do well with sitting still. I know my oldest has done like basketball and football for a while um, since she was born. So we would take her to the games and she would be all over the place talking to people, busybody. Like, and again, this goes back to that developmentally appropriate you know, expectations. So at two years old, I could not expect her with her personality type to sit down in one spot, to be still, to be quiet. That just wasn't a reality for her. Um, she did like to talk and play with other children and strangers. So she was very social. Um, she was able to learn sign language as a toddler. There was this show called Baby Signing Time that we would watch on YouTube. And she learned how to sign certain words like cracker, more, all done. Um, and she would say them too with her cute little voice. Um, of course, you know, all the sounds weren't there, but you could get that language was building when she was two years old. She was able to do that. Um, <clears throat> her behavior began to mellow out once she started preschool at four. I noticed that she did better with sitting still um, and being quiet in those spaces where that was required of her because she was able to practice that in her preschool classroom. Um, and she enjoyed watching little sing-along TV shows on TV. And she picked up a lot of the information um, that she learned while watching TV shows. So that was my toddler experience with her. Now, I am currently a toddler mom in present day, okay, with this third child. Baby J is two years old. So he's right in the thick of this toddler life phase. And y'all, baby. <clears throat> He is giving us a run for our money. Let's just say that, okay? Um, I feel like I am wiser and have a little more experience with the toddler age at this point with him. So certain things I have a little bit more endurance that I've built up over time to deal with um, with him. But this baby here, this toddler here, he is definitely a busybody. I like to um, nickname him Curious George because he is definitely curious wherever he is at. He's curious at home. He's curious in restaurants. He's curious at church. He's curious in the car. Like, thank God for child locks, because he's the one 
to this day <clears throat> who will pull the latch on his door. And if we didn't have child lock, there'd be plenty of times I will be pulling over to shut his car door <laughs> because he's just that curious about things around him. So he is not able to sit still or quietly for long periods of time. And he will literally talk to any and everybody wherever we go. So another little joke that we have for him, we say that he reminds us of my dad, who is a huge social butterfly. He's that guy that um, has a joke for the cashier in the checkout line. Like he's never just buying his stuff and walking away. He's going to have a joke to tell, a story to tell, something to say. And this is definitely Baby J's energy. Wherever we go, he's like speaking to people. He loves babies. So if he sees a baby, he's like going up and hi, baby, and trying to touch them and talk to them. Like he's just extremely social. Okay. He copies a lot of the behaviors that his older siblings do. So he's able to pick up and learn a lot of stuff from trying to keep up with them. I will say he has more frequent tantrums than my other two kids had. And I believe his tantrums are more intense than theirs were too. So like I said, my second child could cry for 45 minutes. Baby, he can go for an hour or so. But I've learned some ways to, I will say he's a little easier to soothe than my second daughter, excuse me, than my second child was. He can be very sweet and loving. So he knows how to show those nurturing behaviors, um, especially like to his sister if she's sad um, and to her baby dolls. And like I said, he loves babies. Um, he was also able to learn sign language. So I taught him a few signs to help him with communication. Um, and he's producing a lot of phrases and sentences to request and express himself. So I feel like his language has definitely um, heightened over uh, my oldest and my middle child. He has very high language skills, I think, for a two-year-old. Um, he's able to name and recognize certain colors, certain letters and numbers. So he may see a number five and call it a two, right? But at the same time, you can tell that that um, connection is being made that he can recognize a number when he sees it. Not saying that it's the right number, but he knows it's a number. Or if he sees the letter F, he, he might say B. So again, it's not right, but he's recognizing, oh, this is a letter. This is a number. This is a color. So that's where we at with him. Y'all just keep us in prayer. Um, these tips that I'm giving, I'm preaching to myself <laughs> to apply. So let's hop into them. All right. <clears throat> Here are five tips to survive the toddler stage. So the first tip is to remember that this stage is temporary. Okay. Just like the newborn stage had its hard moments that you were ready to get over with, the toddler stage is the same way, okay? So for example, think about when your toddler was that newborn baby and you were up in the middle of the night making bottles or breastfeeding and you were just like, oh, if we can just get through this phase where they can sleep all night, I'll be good, right? So that's the same thing with our toddlers. It's simply a phase and a stage that is temporary and will pass soon, okay? So typically now your toddler should be sleeping through the night and you don't have to get up and feed them anymore. If your toddler is still waking up through the night, sis, I'm praying for you that that ends soon, okay? Also keep in mind that your toddler will never be this age again. 
I'm constantly reminded of this by looking at my 14 and six-year-old. Like, y'all used to be this size. Y'all used to be this toddler, this busy toddler around. But now look at you all growing up, right? So it's just kind of like that reality check that this toddler isn't going to be this size forever. Eventually, they're going to grow up and outgrow your lap, outgrow wanting to be around you, certain things like that. So just embrace those moments, which is my next point. You know, embrace both the fun and the hard times of this stage. So some fun moments, you know, in the toddler life is that they still take naps. I look forward to nap time for my toddler. And I will say when it comes to going to sleep, baby Jay is on a roll. He understands it's time to lay down. It's time to close my eyes and it's time to go to sleep, period. So I do enjoy that that little break and breather that we can get throughout the day. Um, You get to see their development come together. So watching them learn new words and stuff, I feel like that's exciting for me. They're still small enough for you to hold and cuddle um, as a toddler, even though they like to be busy. And another um, bonus for this is that you no longer have to carry around heavy baby bags with bottles and toting that car seat around because they can walk on their own. And the older that they get, then your daycare fees start to decrease. If you're someone who has to pay for daycare, um, toddler daycare fees are a lot cheaper than those newborn daycare fees. So there are some pros to the toddler life, okay? All right, the second tip to survive this toddler stage is to understand that you need the Holy Spirit to develop the fruits of the Spirit in you during this stage, okay? So just a quick reminder, the fruits of the spirit listed in Galatians chapter five, verses 22 are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now me speaking for myself, I think the biggest ones that I need help with are patience for sure. That's like top number one, what I need help with as a toddler mom gentleness, peace, and self-control. It's hard to bear this fruit on our own with toddlers because our flesh wants to react in the moment of frustration instead of responding in a way that is suitable and respectful, which leads me to my third point, respond, don't react during moments of frustration with your toddler. So reacting out of anger in the moment of frustration just adds fire to fire. If your toddler is screaming, hollering, throwing a tantrum on the floor, falling out, and you meet them with that same energy, be quiet, sit down, hush. Then it's just literally fire with fire and you just have a bigger fire. And now both of y'all sitting there looking crazy and sounding crazy. And that toddler has pulled and lured you into their world. Okay, so we have to remember who's the adult here in these situations. And this is no shade or shame to anybody. Again, I'm preaching to myself because there are definitely moments when I'm frustrated that it's just like, "Ah!" and I blow up out of frustration, like, yo, chill out. (laughs) You are irritating me and I don't know what to do to stop it. So one verse that can help us with this is Proverbs 15 and 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And I feel like this is where patience comes in at, because you may hear that scripture and it's like, sorry, I hear you. Okay. I've tried the gentle parenting approach 
but these kids ain't gentle children, okay? They're not responding to my gentle, my initial gentle response. And I get that because I've been there as well. But this is where patience comes in at, okay? We have to keep in mind that they are children. We have to keep in mind what's developmentally appropriate. So you may meet them with gentleness. Hey, stop doing that. Hey, sit down. And they just kind of look at you like, who's she talking to? And keep on with their merry way. As frustrating as that is, the scripture here confirms that a gentle answer turns away wrath. So it may not be immediate. It may be something you have to keep doing. Um, and I will say, you know, you can be stern and firm without being harsh. Okay. There's a difference in being harsh versus like, Hey, you need to get down now because that's not safe. And I'm not going to say it again. You know, you can change your tone. You can do that. Mama's there, whatever the case may be for them to know, like, Oh, mama's being serious, but she's not being harsh. Um, and I feel like that harsh level is when you're like cussing, get the F off. You always da 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 da, and you just going in. That's that's harsh. So let's be firm instead of harsh um, when it comes to those frustrated moments. Now, as I shared, you know, with this point, we're practicing on responding versus reacting. So when you react, or that reactive behavior is an immediate response to feelings about an uncontrollable situation, a problem, or issue. So the main thing that pointed out um, that I saw here is the immediate response, right? Immediately, you know, just from your knee-jerk reaction, you could, bam, go into that harsh, hey, get down, hey, you need to stop. But when you respond, you kind of pause before you say something. Whew, take that breather, that woo child, before you say something, and it takes out that harshness from it, okay? Another point that I noticed is that... um when we have strong feelings about an uncontrollable situation, problem, or issue. So if you are a toddler mom, you know that we can't always control the reason that our toddlers throw a tantrum. I literally just saw a Facebook post and it says, you know, why did your toddler cry today? And there was a, a list of the most craziest things that triggered people's toddler to cry. One girl said, my toddler wanted juice and I gave him juice. So he cried, <laughs> right? It's literally like anything can set them off. Certain things are out of our control um, at this age limit. All we can control is us in that situation. Literally, that's all that we control. Sometimes, you know, toddlers cry for a number of reasons. Um, it can be their inability to communicate a want or a need. They may be tired and sleepy, hungry, or just unable to sit still and quiet for an intended amount of time. How we respond in those frustrating moments matters, y'all. It really does matter. So one strategy that I've been trying, and it's it's hard, and I need the Holy Spirit to push through that fruit, is to allow them to cry it out. So Baby J might be doing something. Um, well, no, a, a, di a different example. Baby J may want something. So he's a big snacker. He's like a habitual snacker. He wants gummies, then he wants chips, then he wants juice, then he wants cereal. Then It's just like, at some point I have to tell him, no, you're not about to keep eating these snacks. So of course he gets frustrated when I say, no, you can't have this snack right now. You have to wait. So of course he's throwing a tantrum all out, acting crazy, whatever, in his mood. 
And it's very frustrating to me. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Like, And I could easily give in and just give him the snack for him to be quiet. But when I'm trying to, it's a deeper issue here for me. To me, I feel like it's that emotional eating or that bored eating that I'm trying to stop in him. Because here I am 31 years old and I still deal with that. So I'm trying to break that cycle in him now. So I have to push through that tantrum phase to stand on my my motives and my grounds that no, we're not going to overeat snacks. You've already had one. You don't need any more. And that, that's the end of it. So it's hard for us as a family. You know, if you're trying to watch TV or whatever and he's in the kitchen throwing a tantrum, stomping on the floor, screaming and crying, it really is hard but I'm willing to push through that moment of frustration for the bigger picture and the bigger lesson there. Okay. So it's hard for us, you know, when they're crying because crying is irritating. Oh my gosh. Whining and crying is such an irritating sound. Whoa, child. Especially if it's for no reason. In our minds, we feel like it's no reason, but in toddler brains, oh, it matters so much to them. That sound is irritating. Crying signals to our brain that something is wrong and we need to do something immediately to fix it, to make it stop, okay? We can't always fix what's wrong with a toddler, again, because their their reasoning in their brain is not logical right now, okay? As long as they are in a safe environment, dig deep into the Holy Spirit for patience to allow them to cry it out until they calm down. Okay. This is still something I'm still working on. Some days are better than others, but listen, you, you definitely need the Holy spirit. Um, one quick prayer I'll say is Holy spirit activate. Like I need you right now. This is hard. This is frustrating. I'm about to flip. And usually, you know, with breathing or walking away or, or whatever, or just looking at him, like, I just really want you to stop. Those little moments help me. All right. The fourth tip um, to survive the toddler stage is to sing, dance, and play with your toddler as often as you can. Okay. While doing this, they learn how to follow directions. So say there's a song that's like clap your hands, stomp your feet. Those simple directions are helpful for your child to learn how to follow. They can learn new vocabulary words. And as a speech therapist, I will say that the more words your toddler has to communicate, the less tantrums that you will see. As I listed in one of the reasons that they cry is their inability to express a want or need that they have. Um, this is also why you see like in special needs children who are older and are able to communicate, you'll see frustration and tantrums because they can't communicate what they want and need. So the more words that your toddler has, you're minimizing those chances for a tantrum because they can just tell you what they want or need instead of crying to communicate and you not understanding. Um, singing, dancing, and playing teaches turn-taking and sharing, and it allows time for those face-to-face -face conversations versus face-to-device interactions. So I'm not saying, hey, you know, don't give your toddler the um, tablet or watch TV because my toddler watches TV. Um, we sing and dance to the songs on TV together. Um, but when you play with them and you engage with them, they're having that face-to-face -face interaction, which again helps with their communication and language development. 
when it's face to device, all they're doing is just one way. So they're just hearing the device say something to them, but they don't have the opportunity to say something back to the device. It doesn't give that opportunity for a turn taken in conversation. So make sure that you're interacting with them. Um, laugh and have fun together. I will say one of the best sounds is a baby or a toddler laughing or cracking up laughing. Like It's just something about that sound that just makes my heart happy. You can't help but to smile when you hear a baby or a toddler giggle or laugh. So anything that can generate laughter, I will say, you know, engage and do that. And at this age, they learn through playing. Okay. So they don't learn through showing flashcards and drill practice and all of that. They literally learn from playing and interacting with each other. So try to do that as much as possible with your toddler. All right. The fifth thing to survive the toddler stage is provide opportunities for them to interact with children their own age. So this can be done at daycares, setting up play dates, trips to the parks um, or children museum. Um, communicate and interact with peers their age and size helps with that child to child communication versus child to adult communication. So the thing with this is child-to-child communication, it offers, you know, turn-taking, but they're also having conversation with the vocabulary and word level that they understand. So in speech, we call this simplified language. So they're talking to each other in shorter phrases, shorter words, versus adult-to-child is usually a command or telling them to do something, right? Turn off the TV, pick up your shoes, go sit down, go do this. So they don't have a chance to respond back to you. All they're doing is following a direction, which is an important skill for them to have. But again, when toddlers are around children their own age, it offers that opportunity for that back and forth conversation. And again, like I said, the more words that your toddler has, the less likely you are to see those tantrums because they can communicate um, their wants and needs. When they're around children their age, they're able to learn um, sharing and turn-taking skills and it allows them to explore and move around in an environment that is toddler friendly for them. Okay. Now I have a quick bonus tip um, for moms when it comes to your toddlers. Be sure that your home is toddler proof. Okay. So certain things like your plugs, I don't know what it is about plugs that toddlers are just like, ooh, let me put my finger there. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that, but make sure you have those plugs. Um Around your house, you can find them at Walmart, the little plastic things that you just stick, stick in the sockets. And it's hard to take off. I know for an adult, so they shouldn't be able to take those off as children. Um, if you have stairs, make sure that you have gates to block certain stairways. You don't want your toddler falling, rolling down the stairs. Um, this is something that bothers me as a toddler mom, but for my mental peace, I have to do this. So I love home decor. I love decorations. But try to have less decorations around your house if you have a toddler. So I know Christmas time is coming up, um, and I'll probably do what I did last year. So last year when I put up my Christmas tree, I only put like maybe five or six um, like big flowers um, to decorate my tree at the very, very top of my tree. I did not put ornaments all over my tree because I already know that with my toddler, aka Curious George, he's going to be pulling the ornaments off. They're going to be all around the house. 
He's going to be messing with the hooks, which is like a, a hazard of danger. Like, I don't feel like he's telling him to leave it alone and put it back. So I have less decorations in my house. Um, I would say as a whole, I don't really have a lot of the little fixtures and things that I like that I see on Pinterest because I know he's going to mess with it. He's going to break it or I'm going to have to keep telling him to put it back. <laughs> okay. Um, keep cleaning supplies locked away and out of reach from your toddler. So those little laundry pods or Clorox spray and all that stuff, make sure it's somewhere your toddler cannot reach. Um, I know on certain spray bottles, they have a lock that you can turn it off. I always push off every time I'm done with it. Granted, yes, I have it out of his reach, but even if he gets a hold of it, if it's locked and he's pushing the, the lever to try to spray, it won't come on. So make sure those things are out of their reach. Make sure their toys are somewhere that they can easily access. Don't leave them in the tub alone, pools, things like that. Anywhere with a body of water, don't leave them by themselves. Um, have special locks on your door. And a new thing now that they have created is cordless blinds. So, you know, the old school blinds where you can pull that string. Now they have blinds where um, I know my blinds, I can just like tap it and push it up. I don't have to have the strength to pull it because a lot of children, I believe, were getting choked by those strings. So that's something for you to look into. All right. So those are all the tips that I have. I am a part of a Facebook group um, for moms. And I posted a question just to see, like, what advice would you give a toddler mom? And I saw um, some things that I didn't mention in this podcast that I would like to share with you all. Um, it hopes that it helps you in this toddler journey. So one tip someone gave is look at their strengths and use it to mold them into a better version of themselves. Keep talking about feelings, yours and theirs. Talk about everything and let them help you. It may take longer and you may and they may mess some things up a little bit, but it makes them feel good when they can contribute and help. Oh my gosh, I love this tip as a speech therapist, as someone who works with um, small children, if you can give them a job or something where they're co contributing and helping, you will see their behavior change and do a complete, what is it, 180, 360? I don't know. But you will see their behavior change completely. My toddler right now loves to help. Oh my gosh, she loves to help. Even if it's something like bringing the groceries in, I'll give him like the bag um, with something light in it. He'll carry it upstairs and he just feels so proud of himself. Um, he helps with the dishwasher. He helps with laundry, um, putting things and taking things out. So I 100% agree with this tip. I thought that was a good one. Um, get an education savings account now so that you are prepared for college. Um, I know that there are certain accounts specifically for college that you can open for your children. And, you know, the sooner the better that you open it and you can start adding money and it can gain interest. So by the time they start school, you're already set. The earlier you start, the better. Um, pick your battles with your toddler, y'all. Pick your battles and take breaks. You have to understand that your ways are higher than their ways. They don't understand everything. Pick your battles with these little people, okay? Um, don't argue with toddlers. Just give them a different option. Um, they are smarter than you think. Don't shelter them from learning things that they are capable of learning. Um, I agree with this as well. As um, It goes back to what I said with the helping. My two-year-old helps um, 
clean up in the living room. That's a skill he can learn. He can pick up an item and put it in a container. That's something he can do and learn early. So don't feel like, you know, you have to shelter them or they're too young for that. If you teach them and expose it to them, then they'll learn how to do it. They don't need all those toys. That was a tip somebody said. I'm a firm believer of that. Um, I thought this was a good one. Record or write down all the funny things that they say and do. One of my favorite things that my toddler does now is when he wants to be picked up, he'll say, hold you, hold you, which he means like, hold me or pick me up. So we're working on him saying like, hold me. So when you pick him up and he wants to get down, he'll say, hold me down, hold me down, which in his mind means put me down. So that's something um, I'm definitely keeping record of. And I can't wait to tell him about when he's older, like, you have some a little funny way of expressing yourself here. Um, and last but not least, let them eat what they want and don't eat what they don't want. Now, this can go either way. I kind of agree with this. When my toddler says he's all done eating, baby, I get him down. Because if I don't, then he'll start throwing stuff on the floor, making a mess, playing in it. It's like, cool, whatever. If you're done, I'm going to put you down. And if you want more, it will be right here when you're ready. All right. So I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I really did enjoy talking about um, our toddler babies. Just give them grace, y'all. Give yourself grace as well. A quick reflection question. Um, how would you respond instead of reacting the next time that your toddler has a meltdown? All right. So thank you all for tuning in again. If you're not, please follow me on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, I would love to have you join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community or the email list. It is free. Um, I haven't been sending out information lately. I'm coming up with a plan of how I want to move forward with that. But be sure that you're um, subscribed to that email list um, for future information coming out. Um, be sure that you're subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you listen, as well as the YouTube channel if you want to see the live video replay. And be sure to rate, share, and leave a review. Be sure to share this episode with another toddler mom. Save a life <laughs> out there, okay? All right. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all next week. Bye.